Wait. I heard what happened with the convoy. Hey. Huh. Why wouldn't you cover that up? A warrior has nothing to be ashamed of. How about you do? I mean, look at you. You're just straight shirt cocking it, toddler style. Oh, yeah. Full Winnie the Pooh. What the hell's happening? Describe it. Um, I wouldn't ask him to do that if well, I Well, it's like, um... Here we go. It's like he was giving birth anally, but they quit halfway through. They got the legs out, and they said, you know what? I'm done. Happy? It's like he's a Muppet from the waist down, but this time, you can see the Muppet's dick. Grover's got a cock the size of a I've had three tickets already. Ah! Ah, no, 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 DP, not again. This podcast may contain horse language. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. This is the episode. This is the one where we make all of your fantasies come true. I'm Misty Darling, and welcome to Flixmax, aka the pod that rocks your bod. So many wonderful things will happen to your ears for the next hour as you listen to the two most soothing and hypnotic voices on the internet lull you into the most wonderful sleep of your life. Here we go, episode 3 of season 5. Now your hosts, Scott and Terence. What? Yeah, come on, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Yippee. Ooh, hello. And welcome to Flixmax. My name would just happen to be Scott for the day. And I have a co-host who is going to introduce himself now. My name just happens to be Terence. Oh, well done, Terence. How did you come about that name? I was born into it. Oh, just born into a, a, a sleeve that said Terrence. Yes. Yes. What? I don't know what that means, but it happens. <laughs> That's how you're named? You're born into a sleeve? Yes. Oh, like a, a sleeve that dictates your name. Oh, that's fancy. You didn't know that? Like there are different sleeves and shoots that you could come out of and whatever one you shoot out into and that one is pre-named. That's the name you become. Sounds like a fantasy. Oh, oh, wow. That was as if that was segue wasn't set up. (laughs) So yes, if you hadn't figured it out, then with that, our topic of the the day will be our favorite fantasy movies. So we will be getting into that. So you have much of that to look forward to. So there. Mm-hmm. 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 It also be some of your favorite uh, favorite albums, like Mariah Carey's Fantasy. Fantasy, yes, that that is true. Um, That's sweet, not sweet what fantasy. today is about. No, yes. it's not. It's not. You're just being silly. That's so, right. So, no, we will get into, you know, our regular thing. But as we always start off podcasts, when we have seen something theatrically, we just have give a quick little reviews for our theatrical viewings. And it was a very special occasion for this last theatrical viewing. Was it not? Hmm. Yes, it was a. Double matinee. Yes, a double, double matinee. matinee. We, we just went for it and saw two movies in the same day. It was crazy. What? So yeah. So what did we see? We saw we saw the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yes. 
and then and the Northman and the Northman, the Northman, and and so what are your feelings on? Let's start with massive talent. What did you think of that? Hilarious. Yes. Um, everything I thought it would be. Uh, the Mandalorian there. What's his name? Pascal. He was, act- uh, he was actually. He was actually the best part of the movie, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, that... he was, he's got good comedic timing. Mm-hmm. That scene in the car when they're both high was just mm-hmm. the facial reactions to some of that stuff was uh, pretty good. The, the only thing that I was kind of disappointed in is that it was being marketed before while it was being made as Nicolas Cage revisiting a bunch of his old characters and playing those old characters for this millionaire. Um, but I've read in the trivia of the movie that there was a scene, a sequence where he did reprise his roles for face off Con Air, leaving Las Vegas and gone in 60 seconds. And that was cut from the movie. Well, there was like little homages to certain yeah. Like the Rock and Connor, definitely with those um, uh, wide pan arounds, yeah, type Michael Bay shots, mm-hmm. and then then the part where he like jumps into the pool to drown himself. That was completely leaving yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah, there's a few others, but there's a good dose of cage rage. Yes. Um. And he's actually a good comedic actor. Mm-hmm. Like, whether he's trying to be funny or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. The movie. The, the time it was like it was like two different movies almost. It was like him trying to like fix his relationships with people, but then there's like this story about like espionage and drug dealers and yes. Like just a cheesy like cop buddy movie type deal. Yeah, but it was good. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, yeah, they're they're paired paired well together, and uh, yeah, um, thought the script was 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 pretty smart. Obviously, he was playing a a fictionalized version of himself because he doesn't have a daughter in real life, nor has he had a wife with that name and been married. He's not married. Well, obviously they gave him divorce. He has been married for like two months or whatever from his like fourth or fifth wife or something like that now. But uh Cage Rage. Yes, Cage Rage. But yeah, it was um it didn't exceed my expectations, but it certainly met them. And there was something oh, for sure. Yeah, so that was uh that was enjoyable. And so our second feature was uh the Northman from Writer director uh, Robert Eggers, who has yes. done the, the Witch and the Lighthouse. Yes, um, this a much was... more straightforward movie than The Witch and the Lighthouse. I think. I think so, but you could you could. There's certainly he certainly has a style with yeah. his with his movies, and you could tell that it was like one of his his movies. Of course, almost the entire cast from The Witch was in was in the movie. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, uh, Willem Dafoe was from the lighthouse was in this as well. So 
and uh, like he does a very good job of taking like a certain lore and history from like um, so things out of the ordinary, like Vikings or like uh, northeastern uh, American witch lore and yeah. like sea lore. Yes. And like extracting like like legends and stories out of those certain things and you know creating like a movie out of it. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was like it was you could understand like the lighthouse. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's something I might I might watch again because I'm not sure what I was expecting from the lighthouse, but what I got was completely different so if i watch the second time knowing what to expect now i might see it in a in a different way yeah but this was basically just a tale of revenge Mm -hmm. um and yeah it was good it was shot well yeah it's really really it's really interesting shot how it went from you know black and white color and going back and forth and and uh, yeah yeah, it was and cool. I thought like he cut he kept the fantasy sorry to use yes. that term, but mm. he kind of kept the weird fantasy stuff to a minimum in this. Yeah. Like you have the scene with the Valkyrie flying and yeah. a few a few other things like uh well that, that was part of the Viking lore with Valkyrie. The whole ritual type yeah. shit, but Valkyrie yeah, taking the guy to valhalla or whatever yeah it was actually less violent and bloody than i thought it would be yeah and there is actually less action than i thought there would be um because it was more storytelling and story development and uh but yeah no one no there was some good but there was good sword play and stuff when and well not necessarily sword play but good blade work because everyone just grabs something that was sharp Um, yeah but yeah no one i thought the the cast was it was, it was well cast um yeah alex skarsgård's a good actor yeah he's good and you know i hate to bring this up in multiple episodes but ethan hawk was in this and he was a guy right though i mean like he's it it fit it fit my uh, ethan hawk limitations yes it did <laughs> it, it, it met my my criteria to enjoy an Ethan Hawke movie. It was an ensemble and he wasn't in it very long for whatever reason. So that, that was fine. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I I I don't, I don't hate Ethan Hawke like you. So. Yeah. But I mean, I could just see him just, I always, I look at, I look at him through a different eye and I just see him Ethan Hawking it up. And it's just, sometimes it's, but he didn't Ethan Hawk it up though. A little bit. Sometimes, you know, just say the way he's trying to put on the accent and like, look at me, I'm acting, I'm Ethan Hawk. Um, you know, I could just see that kind of smirk, like, look at me, I'm acting in a period piece. Look at me, I have a beard. You know, that's that, that's all the subtext I was reading from all of that. I have a beard. Look at me. I'm I'm married to Nicole Kidman. Look at me. That's that's everything I read everything in his performance I, I got from that oh you mean he's married to nicole kidman in the movie in the movie yes 
not in right. real life. No, I know she's married to, you know, country boy Australia. I didn't know if you were mocking the man or the character. I was mocking, I was mocking him being method as that character and thinking, oh, there's a me, 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 beard boy, eh, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. Did you just say method man? Yes, method man. Yeah. What about the ghost face killer? The Rizza, the Jizza. And Red Man was there. Yes. Inspect the deck. And golden arms. (laughs) Golden eyes. And Raekwon. And Daddy. And Daddy, yes, Daddy. He was a big part of, of, uh, you know, that Wu-Tang. Yes. Because you know what they say about the Wu-Tang Clan. Who played the witch again? Oh, Bjork? Yeah, Bjork. Yeah, Bjork was in it, yes. Well, I mean, it took place... She's, I- she's Icelandic. Icelandic, so yes, that was she was ty- typecast as an Icelandic person. Mm. Bjork from the Sugar Cubes. Yes, Bjork. She was also quiet. Bjorn Borg is also in it. Bjorn Borg, yes. Yeah. Yes, as a as a tennis instructor. Okay, yes. I thought that was him. Hmm. I, I gotta say, and if you ever want to see the most violent game of uh croquet, it happens in the movie. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that game's called, but like I think it's called actually called kill i think it's just called kill (laughs) and your your objective to win the game is to kill everyone on the other team yeah there's no you know it's much like hockey where they say don't say that play the puck play the man and yeah they all went for the man first and then the ball was secondary and then the man went for the boy yes (laughs) and then it got pretty weird yes yeah basically yeah they had a ball they had these almost like cricket bats, but more slender. Um, and then they had to hit, it was almost like Quidditch. They had to hit yeah. the ball into a post. So that was where I got the croquet from. But these, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty crazy. Um, I think he got Sir, him. Yeah. You did get him. The, the guy who played the, the mountain from Game of Thrones was the one who kind of got his head smashed in. Big boy. Uh, what's his name? Beyond Bjorn Bjorn something Borg? or another. No, I think his name is actually Bjorn something. Yeah. Uh, baby Bjorn. Baby Bachoy. Yes. So yeah, that was uh, a pretty um diverse double bill we saw. You know, you probably couldn't get two movies more polar opposite from each other, but uh as for quality, they were equal. But as for theme, mm-hmm. they were quite different. Yes. Yes. That is our double feature review. Yes. So check that off the list. We've done, we've spoken about that. So now it's time for personal challenge. It's PC time. So PC? I, PC. So what was your personal challenge? And were you a great success? Personal challenge was to watch the three major league movies. Okay, yes, yes. I saw the first, or I sorry, I watched the first two, mm-hmm. and I didn't watch third. 
just couldn't have time or you just couldn't. Uh, I saw it about I saw it about a year ago. That's probably enough for me. Yeah, you didn't want to. You couldn't muster up the energy to watch it again. Couldn't do it. And I've never mustered up the energy to watch it. So and I don't think I ever will. And that's that. As for myself, my challenge was to watch as many new movies on as many different streaming platforms as I possibly could. And I got up to 10 different streaming platforms and I made a list and there was still seven more I could have done, but I didn't get up to that. So, so I thought 10 was pretty good without repeating anything. I did CBC gem Cineplex app, YouTube, Disney, Canopy, BritBox, TSN, Apple TV, uh, Netflix, CTV app. And so, yeah, that was all of those. So, PSN. PSN, yes. They have streaming from their app. And they have a lot of the, the ESPN documentaries that you would find. The 30 for 30s and whatnot. And I watched one called I Hate Christian Leitner. That's the one I I've watched. seen that one. That was pretty the basketball good. one. Yep. Yeah. So those were, uh, that's what I went through. Um, I'm still figuring out whether or not I want one of them to be on my pick of the pod. Because none of them really stood out as being like exceptional. So mm. we'll see. Mm. So yeah, so uh, you have a new challenge all lined up. I don't. <laughs> oh, you son of a. Let's see. Well, let me just think. I'm going to watch a movie. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I dare you. I I'm going to watch, watch, I'm gonna watch a movie. I knew, I'm going to watch a movie that I've never seen before. Wow. Okay. So that's, that's a bold, bold challenge. See if you can see if you can do it. Well, I Uh, usually, I usually narrow movies down. Yes. You usually leave it wide open. So I'm going to leave it wide, wide open. So that's wide. Like a, like a gaping hole in the earth. What? But you could (laughs) have, you did narrow it down a bit because you just said a movie and then you want a movie you haven't seen. So you did narrow it down somewhat, as in just saying any movie, but one specifically you haven't seen. So you did some narrowing there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you. Yeah. Yas Queen. (laughs) Why is that so funny? I don't know. (laughs) God damn it. For myself, um, for the last few weeks, I've been picking categories and watching movies I haven't seen before. So I'm going to do something different. And I came up with this mostly because when I was trying to compile my list for our theme, looking at fantasy movies, there was a lot of movies that I was researching and saying, fantasy movies I've seen, but I haven't seen them in so long. So I couldn't justify putting them on my list because I don't know if I still like them or not. So 
I'm going to do movies from my past and movies that I haven't seen in 30, 35 years that I'm going to revisit some movies from my youth that I think I should watch again. So like Lady Hawk? No, Lady Hawk could be on my list, but it's, um, it's not, but it might make it, but I have some different fantasy ones that I, I do want to rewatch and see if I still enjoy them or not. So, um, I, I, so sometimes I'm so focused on watching something new, like, you know, Terry filleting a, a, a Tootsie pop. Um, I said, all right. Actually, it's actually a Chupa Chup. Okay. (laughs) The Chupacabra. And, and no, so, it's yeah. a chup- chupacama. Chupacama. Okay. Capachata yeah. moon. Capachata. And so, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna do some revisits for my my challenge this hey. this week. So that would so, bring us to uh, our fantasy list. So this is time for the list. The list. Oh. The list. In the immortal words of Aldo Nova, life is just a fantasy, can you live this fantasy life? This week the guys reveal their favorite fantasy movies. From space to epic sword fights, pirates to tiny legs, we have it all in this episode. I'm Misty Darling and I present to you, The List. And I don't know about you, but I had kind of some restrictions for myself. I wanted to try to make things that were kind of less sci-fi um, and more ones with, you know, fantastical elements or, you know. Like magic. Magic realism, that kind of stuff, yeah. Um, I didn't want to do, like, superheroes as well because that can certainly fall into the fantasy category. Um, I have so, one. Yeah. I I had to put in one superhero movie. I thought I had to. Okay. But I'm the same. I kind of tried to keep it fantastical. Yeah. I didn't, I don't have any animated on here. Um, because I thought that was too easy. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't go with any Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings mm. type stuff. Well, I did there is some type of stuff like that on my list. Yeah. But I tried to go with stuff that wasn't low-hanging fruit and right. and like a lot of more recent stuff yeah no yeah i have more of I, f- I found now with doing the research for this that other than because i i'm a big softie when it comes to movie i don't mind admitting that fuck i'll i'll cry at a lot of different stuff um and the thing i probably cry the most about is like sports movies real life sports movies you know underdogs and that kind of stuff i'll get emotional with but i found that fantasy, like basketball yes like fantasy movies i'll cry because a lot of them are just like feel good fairy tale type stuff that everything does get wrapped up in a nice package and it just makes you feel good um i like things when wrapped in package and um i'll keep that in mind yes and so, uh, so yeah, so I found that as a theme, like things that were kind of like a feel good fantasy type movies are the ones that I kind of focused in on this time. So there. Okay. okay. 
I kind of went with like stuff I thought was fantastical when I was a kid. Okay. So with a few more modern ones, but so, yeah, yeah, I could have done that, but there was just some from back then that I just I don't remember enough to know whether I would like it as much. So hence my revisiting. So why don't you start us off? Give us a sample of where you were going. So I'll just start at the end of my list. Okay. And work my way up because obviously the ones on the top end of my list would be total recall movies like that. When I think right. of fantasy, boom, I wrote it down. Right. 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 So my so, first so one. Total, so total recall is on your list. No, I just I okay. couldn't think of another term to use. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Um. So, I guess this is. I think this is more of a fantasy movie than a horror movie. Okay. Um. But it's hilarious, and it is a total fantasy movie. Army mm-hmm. of Darkness. So basically, okay. the sequel to Evil Dead Two. Yeah. Um, like, um, and this is like, I think this is one of Sam Raimi's first stabs at like a big budget horror movie. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, like, it's it's not really a horror movie. Like, the only reason why you would think it's a horror movie is because it's got ash in it and right? deadites. Yeah. But uh, it's hilarious. Um, the dialogue with Ash, like yeah. he kind of becomes Campbell, yeah. like at the beginning of Evil Dead 2, he's like this mild mannered, like good boyfriend type guy. But by the end of Evil Dead 2, he's like a psychotic badass um, just because he's got to fight his reanimated girlfriend and, you know, mm-hmm. his hand. Yes. And uh, so when he, in Army of Darkness, he's just a badass and he lands in. With some sort of time vortex and. Yeah. Or medieval like. Times. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like the way he just talks to these people who. Are just shocked that this future man with a chainsaw arm is landed yeah. in there. And. uh it's got some of the best, worst, best, like stop motion animation in it. <laughs> yes, but it's awesome. Like it's it's a fantasy movie, and it's awesome. Yeah, and it's got some of the worst. Um, I can't remember what type, but just the not stop motion, but when when it's all the bunch of little ashes, and they're like diving into his mouth, and oh, all that like kind of the. Stuff. Like green screen yeah, shit. That kind of stuff. Yeah. That looks really <laughs> that actually looks really awful. But it's like the concept is amazing. Like a yes. bunch of tiny, like he's gotta fight his hand in Evil Dead 2. And yeah. then this one, he's just gotta fight himself, but himself yeah. eight inches tall, right? Yes. So. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's a that's that's a good one. I, I considered putting that on my list, but I I dropped it. It made me sad. No. Um, well, I'm going to start off with kind of a, a a bigger known one, but because 
you know, you spoke about major league and baseball. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with field of dreams. Um, Good fantasy one. Yeah. It's just, you know, this very kind of believable about a guy who starts hearing voices and he against better judgment and outside influences. He decides to, you know, mow down his cornfield and build a baseball field and you now the, the Black Sox, well, first Shoeless Joe, and then the Black Sox emerge from the uh, the cornfield and start playing baseball, inviting old other ones, and then the whole Last thing. Last season, was it actually happened in real life. Yeah, and then you know, the thing with the whole thing with Burt Lancaster's character, um, you know, he becoming like a, a hitchhiker because he was a guy who played one, had one at bat, and he never got the or he could play the game, but never got in at bat. And then, you know, he's, they pick up Frank Whaley on the road and he's able to have a major, you know, stare down a, a major league pitcher and get a, like a sack fly or whatever. And, and then, you know, the realism goes away because he steps off the field and how he's aged as the doctor to save Kevin Costner's daughter. And uh, yeah, it's a big speech at the end by James Earl Jones talking about, you know, people are going to come and all that kind of stuff, you know, baseball is just such a American pastime and people will come. They won't even know why people are coming and they'll just give you money and you'll be able to save your farm and all that kind of stuff. It's just, and then the whole thing was just, he thought he was building it for shoeless Joe, but you know, he's building it for himself so he can have a moment with his dad. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Never had a moment with my dad. I know. Like, literally, I've never yes. had one moment yes. with my dad. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's a reveal for the audience. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, fa- I'm fatherless. Uh, so, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. I remember when, what was it, like, 87 that came out? 89, I believe. Yeah. So, I was, I remember, like, I never, I didn't see it until you know, I was older, but mm-hmm. I remember it being such a big deal. Like people saying, Oh man, this is like the most amazing sports movie ever. And yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's ghosts mm-hmm. in it. And ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts. Ghostbusters. <laughs> so for me, my next one is, um, a Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's had many kind of different mm, iterations, I guess, in Hollywood. Or, I think I know where you're going. Uh, what is it? What do you think? Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Yes. So Disney's done it, and there's been like a TV show, and mm-hmm. there's been animations and stuff. Um, but this. This one's like, it's another one of these like American Gothic type stories, right? Where, um, and like the effects and the, just the, like this, the cinematography, I guess, and the set Mm -hmm. design and stuff. Very fantastical. Um, Very reads Tim Burton. Like it says. Yeah. Yeah. And just the whole how the headless horseman comes out of the ground mm-hmm. 
from that tree and yeah. um you know uh johnny depp's gotta face him down and yeah um it's just a great like it's fantastical it's yeah you know yeah no it's and there's there's might be just a little bit of blood in it yeah just, and just like a little, just a little bit i think this is one of the most stacked besides mars attacks probably like his most stacked uh cast yeah like there's so many good character actors in it and are you are you including casper van dien in that mm-hmm. yeah yes okay. sir yeah. of course yeah yes queen yes queen that made my short list actually quite a few tim burton made my short list but i don't know if i actually finalized on any no but anyways but yeah that's a good one thank you i saw that one at the theater i think i did too so my next one is i'm gonna go with a green mile um based on a collection of novellas from Stephen King that mm-hmm. I came out like once a month for like seven months or something like that. And I have each individual book. So I'm pretty special. Um, mm. This is about, about a guy, John Coffey, played by the late uh, Michael Clark Duncan, um, mm. who is, you know, on death row. And he's got some magical powers where he's able to take people's pain and illnesses away by just laying his hands on them. But every time he does that, you know, it seems to take quite a bit out of him. And he has to, you know, expel all the badness. So Um, he's like, he's kind of like Rogue from the X-Men. Kind of, yes. And this is just, again, this is full of great, obviously Tom Hanks is a lead, but great character actors david morse and you know jeffrey demun and uh and isn't Am- clancy brown no i don't think he's in who am that. i thinking of you're thinking of shawshank yes Shawsh- yeah he's and, the yeah and yeah. then you know sam rockwell and michael jeter and graham green and bonnie hunt and patricia clarkson and it's just got huge huge cast and you know um but yeah no it's one of those feel good but also sad type movies because you know where it has to have a william sadler's in it as well gary sinise i guess huge stack cast wasn't it a double uh, vhs it was a double vhs I, uh, I remember being in costco and seeing it for sale yeah and i i hadn't seen it and i was like jesus fucking christ like how long is this fucking movie it's got two cassettes like yeah you know <laughs> yeah no i I think I brought this up on the podcast before I saw it at the theater and you know, this is like a three hour long movie and the projector broke with five minutes left to go and they couldn't get it started again. So, wow. What what the fuck? And so it wasn't brutal. It was until I owned the double cassette that I finally was able to see the ending of the movie. So, but yeah, no, it's a, that's it's a that's a good one. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's also oh, one it's of those movie. movies. It's also one of those movies that if you play the game where you have to list movies that sound sound like 
types of poo. People say the Green Mile a lot. If you as as, as samples of what are you what are you talking about? You've never heard that game where people, you know, no people like it, it sounds like types of poo. Like people will go the Green Mile or uh, there will be blood or different mm -mm. things like that. That sound sound like a, no sound like you. <laughs> no. This must, be a, this must be a workman exclusive because no, i've heard you know i've heard i've seen on podcasts and different things where celebrities play this game where they just name off movies that sound like like operation dumbo drop like the ones that could be sound like poos <laughs> wow yes shit <laughs> city slickers you know just different things oh Okay, I'm gonna go with my next one now. Okay. It's not a poo-poo movie no? by any okay. stretch. Um, so this is my official superhero um addition to the list. It's also comedy, so I thought I'd kill two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. Deadpool two. Okay. Um like I can, this is one of those movies that if, if it's on or if I can't find anything else to watch, I'll throw it on. Right. Um, it's a, like, it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. There's certain, there's scenes in that movie where, you know, like straight shirt cocking it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's classic. Like JT Miller is a funny dude. Like, yeah. Too bad. Too bad he's kind of got canceled, but yeah. Um, and it's just like I know it's you know superhero material or whatever, but it's good fantasy, like you know. Yeah, um, and, and it's like the, it's like it's, there's to me fantasy means there's no rules. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. there is no rules in this movie. No, I mean, in any way, because they they don't try to tone him down. Like, a lot of the stuff he says is just so un-PC, and it's just so much that goes on is so un-PC. And I'm, it's glad. There's no holds barred with the dialogue. And Like, you know, how are they going to incorporate Deadpool into the Marvel Universe? Like, I don't know. I mean, they're, Without they're toning him down. Yeah, well, let, first off, let's see how they do with Deadpool 3. Right, because they probably they're not going to bring him in right away. So um, there's rumors, like, and there's so many different rumors of who's appearing in the next Doctor Strange. And people are there's rumors that Deadpool's going to show up in Doctor Strange. But you know, I'll wait to see it till I, you know. Yeah, I also I see heard it, so. Wolverine is going to be in it, and yeah, and uh, the dude from Fantastic Four. Yeah. Reed Richards or whatever. So mm -hmm. I don't, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But either way, but yeah, no, it's uh Deadpool 2 is uh very, very entertaining. So mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So um my next one, I'm gonna go with um something that I watched probably within the last couple of years, but it was one of those movies that came out when I was a kid that I thought, oh, it looked too scary for me to see just based on the trailer and this this one could fit into the poo category as well this is going to be a no. running thing for me for this and it's something wicked this way comes 
Um, <laughs> and this is obviously based on a Ray Bradbury story. Yeah. It's good. You people are be disgusted if you could see what I'm seeing right now on if this was a visual podcast. And you're the one um, talking about uh, diarrhea movies and <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> yeah, but if you put that in the frame of mind compared to with what you're doing, um, they don't mesh or maybe they do for you. Um, but yeah, no, this is uh, with Jonathan Price as kind of a, a, a devil type character who comes to comes to town, opens a shop and grants people's wishes, but they always have some sort of, you know, catch to it. Um, like I said, it's Ray Bradbury, but Stephen King pretty much kind of steals this story with needful things as well. Same kind of idea, but um, yeah, it was like Disney had a bunch of like a bunch, but they had like almost like horror movies for kids back in the early eighties. This was one of them. Mm-hmm. Watcher in the Woods was another one. Um, but yeah, no, this was uh, this one held up, even though I hadn't seen it, and so it was still effective for me seeing it as you know as an adult. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I've never seen it. You should. It's delicious. Fine, I and will. And it's not on it's not on Disney Plus because I think Disney doesn't even have the rights for it anymore because it got released by some other studio on DVD. So hmm. so there. Mm-hmm. All right. So next for me is probably one of the biggest fantasy movies, I would imagine. Um it's a movie about dinosaurs and okay. how humans um, found a way to bring back dinosaurs and did the most obvious human thing and tried to play God and it's called Jurassic Park. And it uh, the effects are still, you know, very, um, very, they hold up very well. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is like, I guess it would be like science fiction fantasy, mm-hmm. um, not an island of dinosaurs, like, um, and uh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm I thought sure everyone's be, seen Jurassic Park. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about Billy and the Clonosaurus. Oh no! Originally, yeah. I was going to talk about Baby, the Legend of the, oh. the Lost Legend, or whatever. Your Secret of the Lost Legend, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. With with yeah. with the greatest American hero. Yes, William Cat. <laughs> yes. Yep. I saw that as a kid. <laughs> I saw it in the theater as a kid. Nice. <laughs> um, my next one is one. It's a recent one. Um, and I've only seen it once. I really enjoyed it. I don't remember a whole lot about it other than just the concept. And I know you've seen it, so you can maybe help fill in some of the gaps. And this is um, Bubba Hotep. Um, you know, uh, it's obviously another Bruce Campbell. This one? Yeah, that one right there. <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, have the DVDs like sitting right, right there. beside me. Yeah. And I'll see Bruce Campbell um, playing Elvis. As if mm-hmm. he didn't die, and he's in an old age home, and he meets up with uh, JFK, who was 
Ozzie Davis. <laughs> Ozzie Davis. They've turned him black in order to hide him to show that he isn't dead. And they have to fight this mummy that's come back to life. It's just yes. ridiculous. But yeah, it's, you know, just a big what if premise if, you know, Elvis was still alive and JFK was still alive and they had to fight a zombie. Um, yeah. You know, from, from Don, the same Don, Don Cascarelli. Yeah. Same guy who did the Phantasm films uh-huh. um but yeah no it's a very entertaining film i uh and you, you don't know if you don't know what to believe like that's no. what's the great thing about it yeah. um like it what a concept mm-hmm. like these two old guys who may or may not be what they yeah, say they are say. and they yeah they have to they have to fight uh is it i'm a hotep i think yeah. is the name of the yeah name of the mummy mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh that's a good pick it's mm-hmm. like it's kind of a horror movie i guess yeah but it's i think it's more of like uh comedy yeah. comedy creature feature type thing yeah. you know mm-hmm. it's a good one uh so next for me is um stardust um the what Neil was Gaiman? By 2000, uh, the Disney one, yeah, the one with, is yeah, it Disney? Bob or I thought it was Paramount. I think it's, is it, yeah, Paramount. Sorry, yeah, I think I get yeah, the Neil Gaiman adaptation, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Um, great cast, uh, it kind of reminds me of like, like 80s type adventure, um stuff uh mm-hmm. it's got pi- it's got pirates it's got all sorts of shit in it yeah um and i thought it would be stupid uh, mm-hmm. my friend my friend cat um she's when it first came out she's like oh i want to see this i was like ah it's probably gonna be stupid but i was like amazed by it like right. it was it was good yeah I've, I've never seen it and and just so you know i didn't just pull the studio out of my ass it was something that made my list as in I should probably watch this before we, uh, before we uh, do our episode. I thought it, I, I've always thought it was Disney. Yeah. I've, I looked up the studio cause I was saying, okay, is it streaming anywhere? And uh, Paramount plus it's, it's a Paramount. So yeah, it's going to be on, would be on Paramount. So yeah, I wasn't able to, to watch it. I might even own it. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's one that I want to see, but I just haven't yet. But yeah. So there. Yeah. So my next one is um I'm gonna go with Pan's Labyrinth. You know, mm-hmm. you know old Guillermo del Toro, uh, best oh she didn't win best foreign film at the Academy Awards. It was supposed to, but it didn't. Or people assumed it was. So a different movie won. But this is just yeah, he just Guillermo just creates a new world and it's, you know, this f- fantasy set on the background of the Spanish war and this girl escapes and, you know, there's just some crazy characters in it. Uh, the pale man, you know, with the eyes on the palm of his hands and then Fawn, both played by Doug Jones, who's, you know, comparable to Andy Serkis plays all these, you know, 
what you call it mo- motion capture and heavy makeup type actors and like he's just creeps creeps <laughs> but yeah no it's 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 such a it's a beautiful movie with sudden bursts of violence and all these creatures and yeah, it's just a great modern fairy tale movie so there Guillermo del Toro's like he takes like war and like Nazis and stuff like mm-hmm. that and kind of spins it into a fantasy tale or like yeah you know um uh what's the one with the fish guy um oh shape of shape of water yeah like uh wasn't that like a cold war type so yeah like it was it was yeah, actually like, he was originally yeah he was originally signed on to do the remake of uh creature from the black lagoon and that turned they canceled it and that turned it to shape of water yeah like so, he which, in all of his movies there's like an element of some sort of residual war type shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's cool mm-hmm. yeah like the hellboy like hell hellboy Pan's yeah. Labyrinth, Shape of Water. Um, I had another one in my head, but I can't remember. Play two. Yeah. Did he do that? He did play two. Yep. Wow. Hmm. But yeah, so that's, that's, that's probably uh, why that's the best one in the series. Probably. <laughs> All right. So I felt obligated to put a Star Wars movie in. So I. Uh, went with the obvious empire strikes back okay um it's got it all uh evil triumphs over good mm-hmm. but there's still hope um there's an ice world there's a, a city in the clouds there's a, a living asteroid there's you know tauntauns tauntauns there's a big reveal there's adats and mm-hmm. imperial walkers and it's uh mm-hmm. it's got a little bit for everybody yes and it's the best out of the whole i'd say the main the main thing right main main um, story if you if you want to include the all of them i would put rogue one right up there Mm -hmm. yeah they're pretty much on par but yeah i guess i guess rogue one would kind of still be that's a separate story i mean if you think about it it's like a prequel to star wars it's prequel to new hope yeah like a direct yeah yeah so like i mean it it ends with you know you know with you know, Leia getting the plans or whatever, and them escaping, and then yeah, but yeah, no, it's and then yeah, they're doing a prequel series Great. for Rogue One with uh, Diego Luna's character, whatever I can't mm. remember what his name is, but yeah, they're doing a prequel series with that. I think it's uh, Little Jimmy. I I think so. I think it's Little Jimmy, Little <laughs> Jimmy Strongbow. Um, I'm not sure where I got that from, but. <laughs> Uh, my next one is is Big Trouble in Little China. You want to yes. talk about? You want to talk a movie that has a little bit of everything? Uh, yeah, 
this this movie has it um just crazy characters uh crazy plot um it's got kurt russell hair um makeup effects explosions just nonsense one street fights street fights just great action hero one-liners it's just such a crazy crazy movie and it's super entertaining um one of my favorite non-horror from john carpenter and you know it's just jack burton is such a fucking badass but even though he really he thinks he's a badass but really things just, just a dumb things truck just, driver <laughs> things just fall his way and yeah you know without him actually having a plan things just go in his favor accidentally um mm-hmm. and but yeah i know it's uh i mean there's talks of them doing a sequel like john carpenter really wants to work with kurt russell again there's also talks of a remake with the rock but oh just, god i, I hope you, not you just you, you, you can't do it you know i mean the only way i would like it if they did the remake is if they gave the rock a russell's hair yeah, yeah they had they had they gave him that big long mullet and that would be that would be worth the price of admission for that but uh mm-hmm. yeah no you you got you got to leave the pork chop express alone and just yeah keep it the yeah, way it is you can't like i know the rock is some sort of hollywood big shot and mm-hmm. but don't fuck with shit that you don't you don't know yeah all right uh so next for me is a little movie it's a little fan- christmas fantasy movie mm-hmm. um it's called gremlins and it's oh. uh Oh, it's about uh, gremlins. It's not the gift of the magi. It's the no. gift of the mogwai. Gift of the mogwai, yes. So, uh, Boyd Axton buys his son Billy a uh, uh, pet. Mogwai. What he what he figures is a rat, or I can't remember. I don't know what he thinks. He has no. He's unfazed. By seeing this creature that no one has ever yeah. seen before. He just buys yeah. it for his son. Like, Yes. <laughs> so, obviously, shit goes sideways. The town becomes full of gremlins. And I'm sure everybody knows what gremlins is, so I probably don't need to explain the plot. But probably um, not. it's just a bunch of puppets doing wild, mean shit to people on Christmas, which is... Mm-hmm. Something that I quite enjoy, like yep. uh, Christmas chaos, is something that mm-hmm. I'm, you know, yeah. Um, and uh, like, it's still relevant today. Like, it's mm-hmm. still part of pop pop culture. Um, yeah. And uh, and it Robert is Robert Zemeckis, right? No, it's Joe Dante. Yeah, Joe Dante. Yeah. Robert Zemeckis, what did he do at that time? I can't remember. Well, it would have been Back to the Future around that time. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, um, yeah, it's just a good yeah. little fantasy and, about monsters. <laughs> and it features one of the darkest why I don't like Christmas anymore stories in oh, the yeah. movie. Phoebe yeah. Cates has this monologue Phoebe Cates, about yeah. 
has this monologue about why she doesn't like Christmas anymore. And, yeah. you know, you know, anything to do with a rotting corpse in your chimney is yeah. put a little damper on the holidays. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, And yeah. it's got Corey Feldman. Yes, it does. It does have Corey Feldman. It's not the only Corey Feldman <laughs> movie on my list, by the way. Oh, shit. And it also got Judge Reinhold is in it as well. Okay, I'm going to go with one that, again, probably won't need any sort of description because everybody's seen this. And this is just a great movie. Um, I still enjoy it. And it's Princess Bride. Um, it was going to be on my like, list, but I haven't seen yeah. it enough. It's... It's funny. It's there's adventure, action. Just again, it's a killer cast. Um, just everyone, anyone at that time, just pops up and cameos and whatnot. And uh, again, nice to feel good. Just silly, almost kind of a send up of fairy tales. Um, it's kind of like what a non animated Shrek. Just you know, it's kind of spoofing the genre while improving the genre. Um, Andre the Giant, Andre the Giant, Wallace Shawn, Mandy, Mandy Patinkin, Mandy Patinkin. yeah, you know Robin Wright, uh, Carrie Elways, Carrie Elways, uh, yeah, Christopher Guest, Chris Sarandon, Billy Crystal, Car- Carol Kane, just Dolly Parton, Burt Reynolds, E.T. Yeah, E.T. Gene Kelly, um, yeah, Fred yeah, Astaire. Oh, yeah, all those Lou people. Fregno, um, Lou Diamond Phillips. I think uh, Homer Simpson's in it. Homer Simpson, um, Red Skeleton. Um, and I heard The Rock wants to remake it. Yeah, yeah, Fatty Arbuckle. Yeah. Um, if 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 you people have the time, they should go online, and something that was done during COVID, they did a remake of princess bride but more of a, a reading it was directed by jason reitman and he had just a bunch of different actors playing the same roles and but they're just doing scene by scene and people from their quarantines houses recreating the the world that they were in and they had like huge celebrities and even had people from the original cast um playing different characters like Carrie always is in it but he's playing you know Prince Humperdinck and like I think uh Rob Reiner is in it playing the little playing the Fred Savage and his dad Carl Reiner is doing the reading and but it's it's very funny they have like the who's who of Hollywood and they have some people who are playing different characters in the same scene you can tell that they're just quickly switching costumes and just re-recording and that's yeah, it's uh it's pretty entertaining. It's on YouTube. I think it's about an hour long. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. So, anyways, Princess. I'll Bride. never watch that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I might. You will watch it and love it. Uh, next for me is The Crow. Um, Dwight Schrute's favorite movie. Yep. Uh, it's just a good dark fantasy kind of a modern telling of you know revenge um 
great soundtrack. Um, surprisingly good acting from like guys like Iggy Pop and, mm-hmm. you know, Ernie Hudson. But, yeah, Ernie Hudson. Um, but yeah, it's Hudson. just good fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, Sting about the wrestler Sting. Yeah. Who comes from the rafters with a baseball bat. Yes. Um, no, it's actually um, Brandon Lee, who's dead in real life. Oh, he, and in the movie, he plays a dead character as well. So. Yes. Um, Eric. A, but, a, but a raven crow mm-hmm. brings him back to avenge his wife's murder, him and his wife's murder. Yes. On Devil's Devil's Night in Detroit. I, I, yes. I assume it's Detroit. Yeah, and he's a aspiring rock star. Yes, Eric yeah. Draven. Yep. Draven rhymes with Raven, and Raven is like a crow. What? Did I just blow your what? mind? Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. And the soundtrack's got like a Henry Rollins version of the song mm-hmm. Ghost Rider. And it's amazing. So watch it, it and no. listen to it. Don't make, don't tell me what to do. You're not the boss of me. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. Well, I'm gonna go with a different one. I actually got quite a few left on my list, but I'm, I'm not going. We're not gonna have time to go through all of them. I think I have um, six left. Yeah. Um, I have Groundhog Day. Um, it's just classic Bill Murray you know, caught in a time loop and he's just got to learn to be a better person and live out the same day over and over again until well, basically it's almost like he has to cheat his way out of there. Does he become a better person or is he just, you know, no, he doesn't figuring out, he's figuring out a cheat code, how to get out of the day. Um, but yeah, it's Harold Ramis um, directed and yeah, it's just so many good one-liners from from Bill Murray. Um, early role, early appearance from podcast favorite Michael Shannon. Yes, plays a recipient of WrestleMania tickets and is very excited about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I it's I've watched it many times. I've gone to the theater to watch it on Groundhog Day. Um, but yeah, no, it's a just a fun feel good silly movie congratulations yes thank you I'm very proud of myself Groundhog Day is a lovely movie it is a lovely movie Uh, so this is like getting into territory where it's like your top ones much much explanation needs Mm -hmm. to happen my next one's about uh it's about a boy who meets an alien and then the government tries to steal the alien away and everybody's dying, but then the boy and the alien get reunited. And... Mac and me? Yes. <laughs> the, the alien gets hammered and yeah. they're riding through the sky on a bike. Um, it's called E.T. It came out in the early 80s. Um, I don't know if anybody's heard of it, but... I don't know if I'm familiar with that. 
E.T. That's the first. So that's the first movie I. The first movie I remember seeing in the theater. Like it's that's the, the earliest yeah. memory of theater going. I have in my brain. It's not the first movie I saw at the theater, but it is the first movie that I saw twice in the theater. Whoa! And it was like a year apart. <laughs> Whoa! It's yeah, it was, in the, the it was in the so theater. Long. But that was back in the day when they re-released movies like but it, two months this was after a its initial run. Oh, yeah, I know that it, movie was in the theater forever. Yeah, and that's back when you know there wasn't as many movies being released. There wasn't the big multiplexes. There's just you know one movie, one theater kind of thing. Standalone and that, theaters. Yeah, and yeah, that thing was just if you'd look in the newspaper and it would say have the ad for the movie and say 30 second smash week, week. <laughs> yeah so yeah but uh yeah no that was that was one of my favorite movies as a kid it's still pretty good other than mm-hmm. the anniversary edition where spielberg replaced the guns with walkie talkies um yeah come on <laughs> as he said he never liked that the agents pointed guns at kids and so he replaced them with walkie-talkies for the 20th anniversary cut which i don't That's think dumb yeah it was it was it was it wasn't good anyways um, um so yeah it is it because you like was it the first day in the wind i think it was it because you felt kind of like like you heard a dirty word in it because you heard him say penis breath so you felt like you know like oh my god i heard a dirty word in a movie I heard him say penis. No, I. Growing up with my family, that's not. (laughs) That would that would be. That's not the first worst thing I heard. Yes. Okay, my uh, my next one is. Being John Malkovich. Oh. Um, this is just an insane concept. Um. You know, they there's a portal into the brain of John Malkovich, and you know people just and they can start controlling Malkovich kind of like a marionette puppet, and he's kind of experiencing it, and but he's pushed, you know, Malkovich is pushed to the back, and he's just it's so insane and so well done, and the scene where Malkovich climbs into his own portal. And it just becomes a world of Malkovich's. It's just so <laughs> insane. And I can like I don't know why they honed in on Malkovich for this perform for this role, but it was perfect. Like it was just because he's a little odd, he seems a little off. And so that's exactly what this movie is. It's just a little off kilter. You know, John Cusack and Cameron Diaz and Catherine Keener. Uh, it's just such a bizarre original film. Like Andy Kaufman, this creates these worlds, and you know, such a good pairing with Spike Jones as the as the director. Um, but yeah, it's just such a weird movie, but it's it's brilliant. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. Malkovich, Malkovich. Oh, it's just just actually just reminded me. Um, Going back to our theatrical with the uh, unbearable weight of massive talent, mm-hmm. that 
and I was reading that an alternative, if Nicolas Cage fell through, they were going to go after Christian Bale to see if he wanted to do really? that kind of movie oh. yeah, with going back through his catalog and stuff. Yeah. And with his like real life with him tirades. playing himself and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I wonder if that he would have done it. Interesting movie. Yeah. That would have been an interesting movie. But I don't know if he has such a strong reputation or recognizable catalog as Nicolas Cage does. So, but anyway, there's this little segue I thought I'd bring up. Right. So next for me would be uh, the Dark Crystal. More puppets, more Jim mm. Henson, more Skeksis, mm. which terrified me as a kid. Um, and uh, yeah, it doesn't get more fantasy than that. Um, yeah. Just, uh, you know, a couple young Gelflings trying to... Yep overthrow the evil Skeksis and mm-hmm. um, it's beautiful it's a beautiful yes. little movie I actually didn't care for the rebooted television series no I didn't watch that no yeah couldn't didn't care for it but mm-hmm. uh, um, the movie the original movie is brilliant yes Jim, Jim Henson Jim Henson and friends well, my next one is, I, I don't know if it's on your list, but I know you love it as much as I do, and that's Troll Hunter. Um, yeah, I did not put it on my list. Yeah. It should this, be on my list. This is just one of the greatest films of all time, you know, set in Norway, using the troll for folklore as, you know, it's a faux documentary like found footage type film as though, you know, trolls exist. And there's like a, they have a troll, you know, patrol force that goes out and hunts these trolls and keeps them under population. And they use like the whole Norway geographic locations and infrastructure as they're saying that this is how we control the troll populations, you know, with all these, you know, power stations and whatnot this is how we make sure that they don't you know come into contact with humans or with each other and there's just so many different crazy different trolls and ways to defeat them and that's it's it's like it's like how does alberta keep the rats out it's kind of like the same weird concept like it's almost like how does that happen yeah but it's so well done it seems so realistic the performances are so natural and for a found footage movie, like the special effects are seamless. Like it just, yeah. it seems like, like it's the trolls are there, but it's all CGI and whatnot. When, the, when that troll kicks the shit out of buddy on the bridge, when he's in his armor oh, yeah. suit. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my, just like, well, it's, it's like Hulk with Loki, just, just grabbing yeah. by the leg and ragdolling the guy. Like yeah. it's, it's such a great, clever movie and uh yeah I, I love it yeah it is yeah yeah that's a good one uh so my next one is one i watched a million times as i'm sure you did when you were a kid um it's probably the original fantasy movie uh wizard of oz um 
I still like the movie. Um, mm-hmm. It it mesmerized me as a kid because it was on all the time. It was yeah. on at Easter. It was on at Christmas. It was on, you know, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like for what was it 1932 33 nine i think but still like Mm -hmm. the amount of effort that went in to make that movie look the way it did Mm -hmm. um and kind of believable um and just like how back then it was like oh what's the most evil thing you can think of oh Mm. a witch witch. you know what i mean yeah like it's based on what is it a book i think yep and like you can tell it's like an old book because a witch is like oh that's evil like you know oh mm-hmm. what is this witch gonna like how is she gonna oh flying monkeys that's yes. how she's gonna do it and like just like how dorothy's sucked into this world and she meets these like jabroni characters along the yes. way and they're they all you know this dude pretending to be a wizard like mm-hmm. gives them the hope that they can be these yeah. amazing people yeah the man it's just the like yeah. it's a it's amazing story mm-hmm. and um blaze was telling me my friend blaze that it's public domain oh really so yeah so anybody can make it anybody hmm. can use the characters and shit hmm. i don't know i don't know if it's true but I don't know. We'll probably have the novel. The novel's public domain, but the movie itself is probably still owned. Yeah, so you can... Yeah, I guess, yeah. So that's why people can use it and Mm -hmm. and whatever, right? But yeah, it's like... uh, It's 100 years old, basically, and it's still a great movie. Would you say it's as good as Oz the Great and Powerful? That's the remake that's with uh, James Franco. Yeah. Yeah. It's Tim um, Burton, I think. Yeah. Not as quite as good, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, Sam Raimi. Yeah, it's not Tim Burton. Don't Sam Raimi. Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, no, that, uh, that was a little bloated. What's the, what's the one where uh, uh, Fruza Balk is young? Um, oh, that's the Return, Return to Oz. Oz. Yeah. Yeah. That's on Disney, I think. That's a Disney one. It's actually got some like cool special effects, but yeah, yeah, I've never seen it, but apparently it terrified kids. Like so many people talk about it, it terrified them as youth. Good. So. That's a, that's the makings of a markings of a great movie. Yeah. If it terrifies kids, yes, I'm all about it. Um, how many more do you have? I'll kind three, of, three. Okay, yeah. I'll try to narrow down three more. Um, I'm going to go with Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Okay. I absolutely love this movie. Edgar Wright just knocks it out of the park. Is creating this video game world and making the fantastical seem real. Um, again, just such a killer cast of people who, you know, before they kind of hit it, you know, it's, you know Michael Sarah and uh, Anna Kendrick and Aubrey Plaza and Rory Culkin and uh, what's her name? Uh, Elizabeth Weinstead. Yeah. 
Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, Chris Evans is in this, Brandon Routh, Brie Larson, um, such a crazy good cast. Jason, and, Jason Schwartz. Yes, Jason Schwartzman, yeah. Um, yep. It's so, oh, and, you know, cameo from Thomas Jane and Clifton Collins Jr. as the vegan police. Um, it's so creative, and the visual style and storytelling is just, like it's nothing like you've seen before and I can watch this over and over again and not be bored. And the dialogue is so funny, so crisp. Um, but yeah, this is such a, a great movie. Like it bombed at the box office because I think people just didn't know what they were going to see and so they didn't bother, but it's become such a huge cult classic. And there was a, during COVID, there was a live reading. They did a, they got well, pretty much most of the cast back to read their original parts. And this is available online. And, you know, even they even got Chris Evans back to play his part. But as soon as his part was done, he's like, mm, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't stay for the rest of it. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's such a, such a good movie. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I, I feel connected to it because the lead character's name is Scott. So I feel like this is, you know, he's representing Scots very well. Okay. Yeah. That's your reasoning, eh? Yes. Yes. Uh, next for me is um, another Tim Burton, uh, mm-hmm. Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think it's kind of like a modern spin on Frankenstein, yeah. I think a little bit. For sure, yeah. Um, this was when Johnny Depp was still, you know, he's just still becoming Hollywood. Yeah, just becoming Hollywood boy. Yeah, and uh, just the like the the set design and mm-hmm. the storytelling and Vincent Price. Yeah, Vincent Price is you know Edward Scissorhands' father, basically. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah. how how this Frankenstein monster kind of endears himself to the town because he can cut hair and stuff. Yes, and trim um, hedges. But yeah. but you know, like guys still don't trust him and stuff. And all he does is like have one incident, and he just becomes like the monster again. And yeah. Um, but I don't it, understand though. Is it Winona Ryder that's yeah, yep, she's you know, the, Ryder, yeah. she she's believes in Edward and uh and and it's it's just so ridiculous that it's amazing. And you know, perennial bully Anthony Michael Hall is the bad guy. Yeah, um, he's <laughs> such a badass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um what I don't understand though, obviously this is again magical realism how giving him scissor hands was easier than molding real hands considering he was able to make every other body part for him that somehow this was a good substitute like a placeholder for real hands i i don't i don't know you're reading into it too much (laughs) because then it would just be called edward edward just be called edward (laughs) yes Edward Human Hands. Yes. 
Um, my next one is I'm going to do a twofer. And then I'll necessarily go into them too much because I think we've spoken about them a lot recently. And this two movies, um, Swiss Army Man and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Same film directors. These guys got such an eye for story and creative original ideas and just quirkiness and weirdness and creating these worlds of, you know, We'll say again, magical realism where you just believe everything that you're seeing and their style and it's just so unique and they've created these two movies that are just infinitely bizarre but so endearing at the same time and you know, I look forward to what they do next and these are just two great surrealistic fantasies that are yeah, just top notch all right. Yes. I can dig it. I can dig it. You can dig it. Uh, so next for me is a no-brainer. Um, you take Jim Henson. You take David Bowie. You put them together. Um, you get Labyrinth. Uh, I love this movie when I was a kid. I saw it in the theater. Um and I already like David Bowie. Yeah. Um, uh, Cause the first cassette that I had in my life was let's dance. So that's the only shit I had to listen to. So I was kind of forced to enjoy David Bowie, but um, legend has it that they had to create that cod piece for his gray kind of riding pants spandex to actually keep his dong in place so it didn't (laughs) look so announced (laughs) um just that's just a you know hollywood legend rumor it's a rumor he started um jared the goblin king uh he's you know he's just the leader of a gang of drunken muppets um and just the the whole adventure where you know sh- Jennifer Connelly's kind of got to solve these riddles and stuff along the way and she meets the dude that rides the dog Hoggle is it Hoggle no Hoggle's the big guy i can't remember the the little troll guy's name but yeah i don't like i i think yeah you've spoken about this one before on the podcast and um I, and I admit it, I, I've never seen it. Or You've never seen that, Labyrinth? I've never seen Labyrinth. Or I, it's one of the ones that I saw as a kid and maybe I didn't, maybe caught bits and pieces of it. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't really have any recollection of seeing Labyrinth. I don't think I can do this podcast anymore. <laughs> good night. Good night. Go long. Oh, good That's night. the end of Flick Smacks. Yeah, it's been a good it. ride. I'm losing a lot of blood. Good night. Yeah, maybe you could watch Labyrinth. Just maybe. maybe. I mean, I maybe just watch it just to see if maybe I because I'm certainly aware of it, right? And there's certainly some images that are you know timeless. Yeah, I know exactly it. which image that's yes. burrowed into your brain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I mean I and I own it. So I mean, sure, maybe it's something I'll look at. Um 
just to just you know to make you happy so we can continue the podcast um all right i don't want to talk about labyrinth anymore okay so is that your last one then no i got one more i got one more okay yeah um my next one is another kind of feel good one more fairy tale type and this is uh more newer one it's from uh, from 2006 uh called penelope um stars uh christina ricci oh that uh it's animated isn't it nope it's christina ricci and it's um about this family that has curse on it where they have a girl you know she's got a pig nose and so she's they hide this girl and the only re- way to get rid of the pig nose if like one of her own kind like her like somebody from high society oh yeah okay. her and like her um that gets rid of the curse and again this is just a cavalcade of top-notch actors in this movie like richard e grant and Catherine o'hara and peter dinklage james mcavoy nick frost reese witherspoon um just Great Burt cast. Burt, Burt, Burt Reynolds, Dolly Parton, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Um, Dom DeLuise. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a good, nice, just sweet, nice little fable. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's really well performed, charming. Um, yeah, I, I just... Would you I say that it. it's a sweet, sweet fantasy baby? I think I probably would. I think that uh, that would be accurate sweet sweet fantasy baby exactly what it is that's i think that was the tagline for the movie word word so all right so my last one is uh the goonies um it's like uh it's almost like a fantasy that could almost happen it's a treasure hunt yeah um pirates bad guys um mongloids uh what else do you need it um cory feldman what else do you need uh young josh brolin yes what else do you need in uh martha plimpton yep what else do you need in a yeah what else do you need in a fantasy uh you got gadgets inventions yep um kids with asthma uh treasure maps rocky road ice cream or is uh, it ice cream ba- or is it just candy bar baby, baby ruth. ruth yeah um you got superman um yeah you got you got gems. it all you got, got gold you know, coins you got houses foreclosing which you know that's, they gotta you know, save you got house. every kid's a you got every kid's attention when you're talking about house foreclosure. Yeah, you got Josh um, Brolin wearing a headband, sweatband. Yes. Like, yep. what else do you need? Yeah. Um, I think it still holds up today. Uh, yeah, I think so. That's good. I've seen it recently. Um, well, we went, you saw it at the theater, right? We went. Yeah, Nate, Nate came with us, I think, didn't he? Nate came along, yeah. And then Andrew, Andrew. I think Andrew was there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. It's, uh, and it's still one of these pop culture things that you know you reference goonies people are like yep we know the goonies yes 
So the, you know um, what? You know what they say about the Goonies? They're good enough. They, ne- they never die. Yeah. And uh, the soundtrack, Cindy Lauper. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Goonies are good enough yep. for you. Um, yeah. So yeah, Goonies is a very nice mm-hmm. fantasy. Very s- sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Very nice. It's got the Mariah Carey stamp of approval. So my last one is one we've discussed before. Um, again, this is just it's a it's a perennial movie that I watch every year, and it's a Christmas movie, and this is Elf. Like mm-hmm. Will Ferrell is just effortlessly charming and innocent and naive in this movie. Just but he's still but he's still Will Ferrell. Like he still yeah. acts like an asshole. Yeah, um, but he, he just, just does just it. He just does unaware. it in a yeah. <laughs> he's just oblivious to, and he's just so accepting of everything. Um, just, I mean, everyone knows what Elf is, and it's again, you know, I keep listing the cast because the casts are amazing. Like it's Will Ferrell, Zoe Deschanel. Please uh, don't Conn. mention Peter Dinklage in two straight segments. Peter Dinklage, Mary Steenburgen. Bob Newhart, Ed Asner. Mary Steenburgen's in a couple Will Ferrell movies. Yes, she plays his stepmom in one and then his mom in another. Mm-hmm. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. But yeah, no, uh, Elf is just endlessly entertaining and I never get bored of it, like, especially at Christmas time when you turn the channel every, every, every station is playing it and I can't turn it off. So it's it's a great, great movie. Correct. So there. And that's that's the end of my list and right. your list. That's the that's list. the ball game. So good night. Good night. Blah blah. <laughs> Got um, two knives in my leg. I like how so much of this podcast is just for us. I know. <laughs> so, do you, if you don't do like you, it, go to hell. Yes. So, but will people like your pick of the pod? Hey, everybody. Quiet down, please. These two jerks have an opinion. Here is this episode's pick of the pod. Here's my segue. Um, so my pick of the pod is actually something that I knew was coming out, but I didn't realize it just came out yesterday. Okay. What is the date today? 30th. Yes. So on Thursday, um, and it's something that was actually filmed here, which is why I was interested in it. Oh, and it's called, um, under the banner of heaven. And it's based on a, like true, true crime, um, uh, kind of takes place in Salt Lake City, and um, which is, you know, primarily Mormons, Latter Day Saints. Mm-hmm. So it kind of happens within this structure of the Latter Day Saints, and um, it's a true story. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much is fictionalized or whatever. Like, right. there's got to be elements, just like everything, but um yeah so far so good um and i kind of like 
this type of like it's a it's a murder mystery yeah, type series. like it kind of reminds me of the killing a little bit right um, not as or, not as good obviously or true detective or something like that or, yeah but yeah. um the only problem i have is that like i like andrew garfield but mm-hmm. he looks way too young to be playing a mormon cop to play like a grizzled veteran cop or whatever yeah like and like he he looks like he could be a rookie cop but he's not a rookie cop um I, and forgive me, I can't remember the name of the guy, the actor, but he was, um, uh, what's his name's partner on Breaking Bad? Uh, Hank's partner on Breaking Bad. Um, oh, Aaron the, Paul? No, 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 no the, the Spanish cop. Um, okay. Oh, You yeah, know who I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he plays the other kind of detective and he's like he comes from vegas i believe and he's kind of out of out of place because salt lake city's mostly like white suburban Mm -hmm. um mormons right so he's kind of looked at as like an outsider and um like it kind of puts a dark spin on like uh like the history of of Mormons in America and right. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of two episodes are out and I'm kind of interested to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly I mostly well 100 watched wanted to watch it because it was filmed here. Yes. Um, but I haven't really seen any uh, obvious like, Calgary like landmarks or locations or anything yeah. Like um so but i'm sure you know they'll they'll be there Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, it takes place in the 80s so you know yeah but the uh, the actor's name you're looking for is stephen michael quesada ah yes who played steve gomez steve gomez gomi yeah yes um but yes uh yes it'll be good Mm -hmm. Okay. Like every so, week, I want to have winning time as my pick of the pod, but I know we can't really do that. But yeah, damn, that's a good show. I'll get around to it. I think it's got a couple weeks left before I can. Before I think I'll they just it. did the ep- the eighth episode or something. Okay. So. Okay, so my next one, pick of the pod. Um, like I said, none of the movies really jumped out at me as being spectacular. Um, some of them I had high hopes for, but was kind of let down. Um, so in amongst watching all of those movies, I was able to rewatch an entire series. And I rewatched Silicon Valley because it's such yep. an easy watch. And you haven't watched like- Silicon Valley. You haven't watched Silicon Valley by now. Like, what are you doing with your life? Like, this is such strong character, strong writing. Um it's it's almost like almost i mean not in the way you know because breaking bad and those kind of movies those kind of tv series they always have these people get into these crazy circumstances but they get out of them and it's like such good writing that gets them out of it and it's the same with silicon valley like it has so many twists and turns and like this 
series finale, like it's just everything leads up to it, like with their name Pied Piper, everything leads up to the finale of Big Rat Infestation. And it's just so good. So many great, great characters. Like the di- dynamic between Martin Starr and Kumail Nanjiani is so good. It's their love hate relationship between Gilfoy, Gilfoyle, and uh, Kumail. And I don't remember what Kumail's name is, even though I just watched it on Ganesh. And, but yeah, it's such a great series. And I've probably rewatched this like three or four times, but it doesn't get tiring. And once you start, you can't finish it. It's not one that you can just go back to. You just, just let it play. Just let it keep binging and streaming. And uh, such a great, yeah. great series. I started watching uh, Larry Sanders show too. Like I'd never, I've never, never watched it really before. Yeah, I've watched bits and pieces, but yeah, I've never started it from the beginning and going from there, but I've always wanted to. So far, so good. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So awesome. um, you want to reveal what our next episode shall be focusing on. Our next episode's list will be our favorite heist movies. Okay. Okay. Heist. So you will have Ocean's 11 on there and 12 and 13. And and Ocean's 8. Yeah. And the original uh, Ocean's 11. Yeah, and what's the one with Eddie Murphy? Tower Heist. That'll definitely be on yeah, there. Yeah, that'll be on there. Well, anything with Brett. Uh, Fast, Fast and Furious Five, maybe. Right. Um, the one where they're dragging the safe down the street. All oh, right, that's part five. Yeah, it's Fast Five. Yeah, yeah, that's the most believable one of the whole. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. So yeah, so heist movies. So yeah, and it can be any sort of heist, right? So whatever people are robbing yeah, or whatever. Steal, it can steal money. Whatever. Can steal jewels monkeys um it can it like let's just say that it can have a heist scene in it it doesn't necessarily have to be a heist you know what i mean it can like, just be talk like aftermath so like i think you are referencing uh reservoir dogs because that is uh, a i that's a post heist movie that's funny because I just watched Reservoir Dogs last night and I was not talking about that one. No, really? Okay. I was referencing actually Dark Knight. Okay, yes. Like well, the opening starts scene, off right? with the heist. Yeah, it starts yeah. off with the heist. Yeah. But yeah, no, like so, Reservoir Dogs is what happens after the heist, but it's still, I would consider it a heist movie. Well, that's <laughs> so. what it's about, right? Like yeah. it's. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, heist movies okay. I thought would be fun. That would be good. Yes. I think I have might be a couple that I need to rewatch, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I can get a, a good list going on. Shouldn't be hard. Yes. No, that's what she said. What? what? Uh, did you just say? Well, I think. So anything think, else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. Playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs will start soon, so that should be, that should be good. That should be good. Yeah, it's about um, about damn time. Yep. You know, Flames are in it. Oilers are in it. Yep. Oilers. I think it's the first time in a long time they both have home ice advantage. Yeah. 
So it's very possible that we could see a battle of Alberta in about a week and a half. Mm. Battle of Alberta. I'll be a little longer than that because I don't think they so nice. So nice. So nice. Yeah, but what if they sweep you? What if they sweep the The kings and the the dead? What if they're sleepy? (laughs) What if they're sleepies? Yeah, (laughs) they have sleepies. (laughs) But yeah, if you could see Scott right now, he has. Uh, he has Jerry only hair from the Misfits. <laughs> he has one one large strand of hair hanging down in front of his face. It's it's just kind of like an extreme widow's peak. Yeah, it's just the yeah. whole mountain. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that's that's, that's enough for this. I think we've had enough. People don't need to people don't need to hear this bullshit. No. (laughs) So yeah, so till till next time. uh, this is Scott signing off for uh Flixman. This is Terrence and have a lovely time, whatever you're doing. So toodles. 